0: To those on uh, social media, this is Grace and Faith uh, Fellowship coming to you with our weekly message. We uh, praise God for you listening to us on your on social media and on your devices. Um, we always encourage you to tell your friends, and you can also follow us. Um, if this um, ministry has been a blessing to you. Um, follow us. You can also share with your friends and your family members if we have been a blessing to you. and We just want to come with you with the word of God and uh, give you the things that God has put on our heart and to minister to you and challenge you and that you may grow in grace and uh, just be a blessing to the kingdom of God. And and most of all, we got to reach the lost those who need to hear the word of the Lord. Know that Jesus loves them and wants to save them, and so that's the main mission for all believers: for us to just to share our faith with people, so that they will come in the knowledge, come to know the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And so we went been time. We started last week, and we were talking about drifting, how that even though you say hey, you can drift away. If you allow the, the things that this world to take you away, you can get caught up in drift and not realize that you drift away. Because anything to give you an example, just like a ship without an anchor, if or if the anchor is not good, um, the ship can slowly drift away from the shore and you not even realize it, and you can find yourself before you know it, you have drifted away from the shore. And you're far away from the shore and you'll fall away. And so if you're not careful, if you don't have a good anchor or you don't have anchor at all, this ship has drifted away. And it's the same thing with your life, with your, your life with Jesus Christ. If you are not being intentional about your relationship with Jesus Christ, you can drift away. And before you know it, you don't realize how far you've gotten away from God. Even though you're a Christian, even though you've been born again. And so it's all about this intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. And so we've been talking about that. Last week we talked about we was some things, some st- we need to do in order to keep from drifting. Um, last week we talked about prayer, how prayer keeps you from drifting away from God. And we that was the first thing. And we I wanna kind of stay with that on tonight. I wanna cause. I think a lot of times we don't really know what prayer is, or we don't really know how to have this intimate prayer life with God, even myself. I've had to learn how to have an intimate prayer life with God, because prayer can become mechanical. As I said last week, um, we can, you know, you pray over your food, you pray when you go to church, you know, people pray when they get in trouble, tragedy, trauma, they know how to pray to God. But. Um, Prayer shouldn't just be that. Prayer should be an everyday thing. It should be something that you do, um, just like part of your DNA. Um, And we often say stuff like this, and I've been guilty of it. We'll say, you know, well, after we've tried all that we can do and the stuff that we did didn't work, we constantly use the phrase or often use the phrase. um, Well, all we can do is pray. And so what what that statement really says is that "Well, prayer was your last resort, you know, prayer was something that you, okay, since I didn't try things my way, you know, and try to do it my way, then all I can do is pray now. So prayer is your last resort. When actually prayer should be our first thing we do. When something happens or it should be something we doing you know on a day-to-day basis just to have fellowship with God and so I want to speak to that tonight you know on how just to and the title of this one is how to approach God in prayer how do we approach him okay just to kind of get a founded description for this particular series um Hebrews 2 and 1 says this when we're talking about drifting away it says, So we must listen very carefully to the truth we've heard, or we may drift away from it. So we got to be careful to the truth that we hear, or you may drift away. Some of you have drifted away from the truth. We see in our society now that people are drifting away from from the truth, from the word of God, which is the truth. And, you know, um, the government has drifted away from the truth and we are buying and even Christians, we're buying into the things of the culture. And we're drifting away from the things of God, which God has called. We're saying it's right. And then now people are saying it's wrong. And so we if even as Christians, if you, we if we're not careful, if you're not careful, you begin to drift away from the truth of God. So we don't want to drift away. We want to stay focused and stay in, in tune with God. And in the Bible says speak the truth and love. And sometimes, um, you're not going to be liked for speaking the truth. We need to understand that. Now we're not spewing out hate, but we, I do speak the truth and love. And sometimes people will hate us for telling the truth. And so, and but we still got to stay in love and stay on the word of God because that's what God called us to do. So, but we're talking about prayer. So, um, how do we approach god in prayer since prayer is something that we need to do in order to keep from god how do we approach god in prayer so okay so prayer is one of the most powerful weapons because it gives us a direct line with the father in heaven okay it is our direct line with, with the father in heaven um when jesus died for our sins a most miraculous occurrence took place and it's recorded in Matthew 27 51. And this verse says that then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. OK, that's what Matthew 27, said. 1 says. And uh, there's a great significance in the temple veil being torn in two from top to bottom. OK, so we want to kind of give you a foundation here quickly. It said before Jesus, the only connection to the father in heaven was through the high priest. OK. And that's the old test. The high priest would enter into the Holy of Holies, which was inside the temples. The Holy of Holies, or some people call it the most holy place, was the intermost and most sacred area inside the temple and was separated from the rest of the temple by a large veil. Once a year on the Day of Atonement, the high priest would enter the Holy of Holies to burn incense and sprinkle the blood of the sacrifice on the mercy seat as an act of a, atonement for the sins of the nation of Israel, so this is how they atone for their sins back on the old covenant. Okay, the, the priests had to do it. The priest had to go in, and they did it, you know, once a year. So for many centuries, people had to rely on the high priest to go to God for forgiveness of sin, for requests and instructions. But when the veil was torn into at the time of jesus death it signified that the believers now had a direct line of contact with the lord and no longer needed a high priest to represent them so we now because of what jesus did on the cross we have a direct line with god we don't no longer need a high priest okay we no longer need anybody to really pray for and it's okay to have people pray for you prayer groups and stuff like that but you have a direct line you and me we have a direct line with God now. Well, we can go for Him, and we can ask and get, and get what we need, and He will hear us. Okay. Unlike the old old covenant, old covenant had to had a high priest. He was the he was the only one that could do it. Okay. Knowing that we have a direct ac- access to our Creator should be a great comfort to all believers. It should be a comfort to you, knowing that you can go to God for yourself. God, why? Because Jesus took care of the sin problem. Okay, so even then when, we, when we sin, we don't have to be fearful afraid or feel ashamed to go to God and ask what we need because Jesus took care of the sin problem. Okay? He took care of that for us. So we have direct access with God. Okay? So it says we can go to the Father in prayer without anyone guiding us or doing it on our behalf. In, in a survey, done in 2014 okay 55 percent of Americans said that they pray every day and, and that's a decent percentage but but imagine how impactful our prayer could be if that number was closer to like 75 to percent so only 55 percent people so that's like a little more than half okay a little more than half but so that means we we do okay, but you know, like I said, what if that number was higher? Okay. So with this being said, um, we're gonna list a few reasons, okay, uh, why prayer is so important. Because why wow, we have established that prayer will help you, um, keep from drifting. It is one of the things we need to do to keep from drifting away from God. Drifting away from the truth. Because why wow, when you communicate with God, God communicates with you and He can give you answers to the problems, to the things going on in the world, to some maybe you don't know something. Um God wants to speak to us, okay, through prayer. He wants to, you wants to hear from him. you. Can go to him and get your answer, okay? So let's deal with number one, okay? Number one. Um, the n- number, the first reason why prayer is so important is prayer keeps us close to God. Okay. It keeps us close to God. If you want to be close to God, we maybe saying God want to be close. Well, one of the ways you can do that is start with prayer. It keeps you close to God. We're talking about drifting, right? So prayer keeps you close. Prayer will keep you from drifting. So prayer keeps you close to God. So how, how do we, we, how do, how do, how do you get to know someone better and better? Okay. How do we do that? You communicate with them and you do it often. That's how you build intimate relationship with somebody. Is that you communicate with them and you do it often as often as possible. You stay in touch with that person on a consistently um, daily basis. If you don't communicate with God, you may never really understand his nature see that's the key to understanding god Stand close to god understanding his nature because if you don't understand god's nature you'll find yourself drifting if you think that god is just angry with you all the time if you think he's just a god of judgment and is ready to punish you every time um that you make a mistake every time you miss the mark if if that is your idea of who god is then what's gonna happen? Well, you're gonna be afraid of him, you're not gonna to want to come close to him, you're not gonna to want to come near him, okay? And so you're gonna keep your distance because you think God is mad with you every time you miss the mark, and we miss the mark all the time, okay. You know, all of us miss the mark somewhere in our life. But if you have this um mindset that God is angry at me, that He's then when something happens, you think He's punishing you because you you didn't do this, you didn't write, you didn't pray, or you didn't, you know, read no scriptures today, or, you know, you missed church, whatever the case may be, then you're not going to develop an intimate, relationship. you're not going to want to be close to God, but it's really important that we understand his nature. Okay. God is compassionate. He's loving. Um, He is forgiving. Okay. Now, And we say, well, you know what? God is God. Yes, he is a God of judgment. He is that. But guess what? Jesus took that judgment for you and me. So God is right now, under this new covenant, he's not angry with us anymore. He placed all his anger on Jesus for you, for me and you. So he's not angry. So that's why we can come to him now, because Jesus took the anger of God on the cross for us. So God is not angry with you. So. And you may say, well, you know, well, when you sin, things happen. Yeah, because the Bible teaches us sin has consequences. That's not God punishing you. It's just the consequences of sin. What does the scripture say? It says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. The wages of sin is death. Meaning sin has wages. Sin has consequences. Okay, so if I go out here and do something wrong, if you go out here and do something wrong, then there will be consequences. And God's going to love us through it but you run it on yourself. It wasn't because God was punishing you knows because you, because of the act that you did, it came with, it comes with consequences. So you have to deal with those consequences. You're forgiven by God and he loves you, but there's going to be consequences come along with it. So it's important that we understand his nature and don't ever forget that God knows us better than we know ourselves. And it's up to us to seek him so that we can learn who he is, and prayer is one of the ways to do this. So God knows you better than you know yourself. Now he does. You're not hiding anything from God. Okay. You're not, um, even when we pray, we're not telling God anything. We know He doesn't know already know about us. Okay. So it's up to us to learn of Him. You have to, this is something that you have to do. So you want to be close to God? You got to seek Him in prayer, and that's up to you. How close you are to God is determined. You determine that, okay? You determine how close you're going to be with, and that's over a period of time. You know, you, nobody's going to be, you know, you as you grow and communicate with somebody, as you get to know them better, the close you get to them. That's even a natural. The more you spend time with somebody, the more you get to know their character and their nature, okay? And you know how they are, then you get close and close and you build an relationship with that person. And prayer is the way, one of the ways, rather, that we do this. So God already knows everything about us and exactly what we need and when we need it, okay? Here's what Matthew 68 says. It says, For the Father knows the things you have need of before you ask Him. Okay. He already knows what you need before you even ask Him. So He already knows what you need. But here, so here's it. You may ask, Well, if God already knows what we need when we need it, then why even pray? Okay. Why even pray? You said, Why even pray if God knows what I need? when i need it then why in prayer well that leads us to the second point at that least that's a good segue into the second point so the second point is prayer builds faith it will build your faith so how does it do that the, the more we pray and see the answers to our prayer the more our faith will increase okay so as you pray and see god answer your prayer And it's not just about prayer. Let me say this prayer. just not about getting things from God, but that's through prayer. We do God do answer prayer and he supplies our needs. But when you pray to God and believe, and I said, prayer is not begging God, but prayer is really declaring what the word says, knowing that you've already received what grace has made available to us. And you declare faith. When I say gr- grace makes, faith takes. Faith takes what God has made available to us through the finished grace of Jesus Christ. So when I'm praying, okay, I'm praying, I'm only declaring what God has already said. And I release my faith to, to apprehend it. And then my faith will bring it into the natural, what's in the spirit realm. And so, but when I receive or when I see the manifestation of what God has made available, or what I pray for, then it increases my faith. It gives me confidence to know that, hey, I can believe God for this and know that God promises a yes and amen, as the scripture says, that he is true to his word. It gives me confidence in him to know that, hey, so prayer builds our faith. It builds your faith. And you may be saying, well, you know what? I, I ain't working my faith. Well, God has already given it. It says he's given every man the measure of faith but prayer is the thing that you used your, your faith gets developed and strengthened and it grows. Okay. As you see God manifest what you've been praying for. And so prayer is the thing that builds your faith. So this is why it's necessary. This is why prayer is so important. And it's why it's important that we do it to keep us from drifting away. because prayer will build faith. Otherwise, prayer will build confidence and let you know that God is who he said he is. That he is true to his word. So we want to pray because prayer builds your faith. Number three is that prayer helps keeps us in submission to God. Prayer keeps you submission to God. Because we, we have the ability to get puffed up. We have the ability to become prideful you know so prayer helps us keeps us in submission to god says when we are on our knees praying to the lord to god and lead us in our daily life, we are in submission to him letting go and letting god have his way in our lives is humbling ourselves to his will and his will for us is far better than anything we can dream okay so it says when we on our knees but i just want to make clarify whether you're on your knees, or you're not on your knees, you can you don't have to pray, you don't have to necessarily be on your knees. But you when you're praying and you um allowing God to lead you in your daily life, it says we are under his submission. In other words, you are under God's submission. You put yourself under his submission, under his guidance, under his leadership. It means you let go and let God have his way in your life. And you submit yourself to his will. So our prayer should be, God, what do you want? There's no wrong with asking God, telling God what you want. But every now and then, you need to ask God, what do you want? Because think about it, sometimes we pray about stuff. um, And it may not be God's will for our life. It may not. We have our own agenda. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with making plans but what you need to do getting the habit of doing is taking those plans and giving them to god and says and if god want to alter them if he wants to change them then he has the right to why because i'm under his leadership i'm under his guidance i often hear people my i often my goal was to be um you know a football coach that was my my goal and that's what I love doing. I felt like I was pretty good at doing it. But when I gave that plan to God, well, he said, no, nah, that's not that's not what I want for you. That's what I want for me. Now, is that a bad thing? No. That's not a bad thing. Maybe what you're asking God for is not a bad thing, but that may not be what he wants for you. And so you have to put yourself, surrender yourself under his will and say his will for us is, is far better than anything we can dream of okay it's far better even what you ask of god for God has something so much better than what you can dream of so submission to God is what's going to keep us on the path that he ordained for us so you want to keep stay on the path that God has ordained for you. and that he was ordained I just finished talking about the plan he has for you has he mapped out for you because the scripture said god has a plan for our life he has a good plan for our lives, okay. And so, submission to God it keeps you from drifting, it keeps you on path, keeps you focused. So, prayer keeps you focused on the mission God has for your life, it keeps you focused. And a lot of times, maybe you're out of focus because you, you don't have a prayer life, you have an intimate prayer life for God. And you've drifted away, and now you're doing your own thing. And then sometimes we wonder why things don't work out. Sometimes things don't work out the way we plan it to. It. Well, because maybe because you've drifted off the path that God had for you. And so God is telling you through prayer, you submit yourself under His the will He has for your life, and He will get you back on track. But prayer keeps us in submission. Why? Because you stand in tune. With God, and then even when, you know, life try to get us off track, if you constantly prayer with God, God will say, okay, no, you, you're getting away from me. You're getting too far. No, I, I want you back over here because you're over here. And a lot of times things happen in life, which was, you know, like when you, you drive, you hit a bump in the road, or sometimes in life, you know, just like traveling somewhere. When you travel somewhere, sometimes it's possible you can make a wrong turn. You can make a wrong turn, and you know what, get off course. But guess what? When you're constantly and God, when you praying, when you keep you, if prayer is keeping you submitted to God, okay, then when I get off track or make the wrong turn, prayer will get me back where I need to be. Okay, get me back on the ordained plan God has for. So praying for His will will be done, and is the will of god to for to reach of our lives so you got to pray for his will to be done is the will of god has for our lives okay you got to pray for his will god let me show me the will that you know your will you have for my life not my own show me your will and the last one the fourth thing here the fourth thing here That why prayer is so important is that prayer keeps our mind on God. Okay. When you in love with somebody, then you constantly think about them during the day all the time. So prayer keeps our mind on God. God wants to be on our minds all day, every day. Let me say it again. God wants to be on on our minds all day, every day. You know, he wants to be on our mind, thinking about him all day, every day. Like I said, when you're in love with somebody, you think about them all day, every day. You can't wait to get home to talk to them, be with them. You miss them when you're not together. And so that is the type of relationship God wants to have with us. So prayer keeps our mind on God. So life is busy for most of us. Okay, it is. is, So it's important to keep Jesus as our focus. So you can get caught up with the business of life. Okay, you can get caught up. Okay, life gets busy, so it's important for that we keep Jesus as our focus. Okay, when you you know, like I said last week, you know, you're you're coming home, you're cooking, you know, you're working. You know, you're taking care of the kids, you know, you're taking the kids to soccer practice, football practice, baseball practice, and you know, then you gotta, you know, do stuff around the yard, cut the grass, you know, clean everything. Dishes gotta be clean. Things gotta be clean. Fold clothes gotta be washed. I mean, just the the, the everyday things of life keeps us busy. You know, mind occupy. So you got to be intentional about praying and, and finding time to pray and connect with the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Okay. And so he's got to be a focus in your life. Okay. So, you know, I and I start my day by praying. Okay. You start your day by praying. You can, you know, set the tone by starting your day by praying. You know, and don't, once again, as I said last week, don't get into how long you know just take time it's nothing but a few minutes to take time just to say good morning Jesus you know just want to know that I love you thank you for waking me up this morning I know you're gonna be with me all day long I just want to start with you talk to you before I start my day you know just just something simple and like I said you ain't got to be on your knees and do it you can be walking around fixing your breakfast you know, talking to Jesus, having the conversation, and it don't have to be out loud, you know, you can be talking to yourself, you know, God hears you, he, he knows who you're talking to, and so this is how you set the tone of the day, so when we start our days with him, it is impossible not to think about him all day, so you start your day right, you know, you just continue to think about him, You know, especially if you include in your prayer time, as I do, you know, with some scripture, you meditate on scripture, let that scripture speak to you. Sometimes the scripture will speak to you and it's like, hmm, you know, you may have questions and allow the Holy Spirit, allow Jesus to speak to you through those things. So, you know, you start your day out with him. It's impossible for you not to think about keeping God on your mind mind is important for, for a few reasons, okay? It says when we pray and talk to God throughout the day, you will begin to notice Him all around you. You begin to notice Him all around you, as you you know talk with Him throughout the day. You begin to notice things that maybe you never noticed before. You know, so this is why it's so important. So He's constantly on your mind, and so no matter what we face throughout the day. He will fill you with peace, calm, and strength to get through it. See, sometimes we have rough days, especially at work. You know, you may have a rough day, but guess what? When your mind is stayed on God, when you started your day with Jesus, talking to him, whatever you face during the day, he will will give you the strength, you know, and the peace to get through it. Yeah, he will. But you got to you know um that's part of keeping him on your mind because when he's on your mind then what you will say hey you know what lord let me talk to you about this lord i'm having a hard time with this lord this co-worker gave me a hard time lord this customer gave me a fit you know god will calm you down he will calm you down he will give you strength to get through that situation Why? Because you, you are constantly, he's on your mind. He's connected. So when somebody on your mind, you, it's nothing for you to stop for a moment and communicate with them and say, I need your help. But as you ask God's guidance, when facing, faced with decisions, you learn to hear his response. See, part of praying is learning how also learn how to hear the voice of God. That's what prayer do. Prayer will help you learn how to hear the voice of God speak to you, communicate to you. This is, this is good practice. how so when, when the enemy speaks or when your flesh is talking to you, you'll know the difference. You know the difference. You would know how to say, okay, well, you know, God knows that's not you. That's my flesh. Well, that's the enemy speaking, you know, so, and you learn how to respond. You know how God responds. You, you know that who's speaking to you, his voice. Okay, so this is, so let's just go back through them. So why is prayer so important? Number one is prayer keeps us close to God. We want to stay close to him. Number two is prayer builds faith. know, yeah, we want our faith to be high. We want our faith to always connect. Why? Because our faith is important because that's what the enemy is after. Okay, the enemy, your faith That's why enemy want to stop you from believing, but when you pray to God and you see the manifestation of what you prayed for, it builds our faith. Number three, he, he helps keeps us in submission to him. So I want to be under submission to God. I want to submit unto him because why? Because he's going to lead and guide me and he's going to take me to places, and I'm submitted to his will. So he's going to take me to the places he's going to keep me focused on what he's called me to do. And number four is that you, we keep our minds on God. We always wanna, prayer helps keep your mind on God. And I said, we talk. I'm not just talking about mechanically, I'm talking about an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm not just talking about, you know, like I said, praying when you go to church or praying when something happens, you know, praying when somebody you know your nerves. You know, we don't want God to be an afterthought. Okay, and that's the thing we gotta um, challenge ourselves not to. Do. We don't want God to be an afterthought. We don't want God to be a. Um, as I said earlier, where well, all we can do is pray now after we've tried in our own strength. No, we want to get in the habit. Of praying to God first when something happens, then you know he's your first person you go to or like I said not just when things happen it's just we want him to be an everyday thing we want him to be an everyday a uh, conversation I have with him we want to start our day with him we want to end our day with him and even during the midst of our day we want to just take time and says okay god you know i'm i remember what you said this morning i remember the scripture i read this morning you know i'm meditating on that kind of feeding on that god is speaking to you as you're working as you're on your lunch break as you are you know just constantly communicating with him we don't want i said we don't want prayer to be an afterthought we don't want prayer to be mechanical or just something that you know we do out of guilt or out of necessity, you know, because, hey, you feel condemned if you don't do it. No, we want it to be, we don't want prayer to be a have to. We want prayer to be a want to. And that's everything with God. Okay, everything with God. We don't want it to be a have to. We want it to be a want to because that's where, that's when, when, when whatever you do for God is a want to then then you will know that it's motivated by love okay but if it's something that you feel like you have to do that's not motivated by love okay now you begin legalistic and trying to force you to do something that you really don't want to do and that's what we want to look at prayer prayer has to be something that you want to do because when you want to do it then guess what you make time for it, no matter how busy your day gets you make time for to seek his faith To talk to him to just hear from him just just to communicate with him because why because of the intimate relationship you got with him and you want to be closer and closer to him so let me pray for you father god in the name of you we thank you for just another opportunity to share your word with your people i thank you god that for giving us this gift Called prayer, where we can communicate with, where we can speak to you, uh, we can have di- where we have direct access to you, and we have direct access because of what Jesus did on Calvary. We thank you for uh, knowing that when we come to you, that all our needs are met. That is Bible says according to your riches and glory in your Son Christ Jesus. We thank you that I thank you God that the people that listen me that. They will begin to have this intimate relationship with you where you speak to them, where you communicate with them, where they get to know you, God, in a more intimate and close and honest way that they may God, you. Thank you for speaking to them, giving them directions, instructions, God, giving them peace and strength that comes through a relationship with you. And I thank you, God, that you're doing it through them right now, that they're hearing your voice, not just my, but they're hearing you through me, that you want to be a part of their life through prayer. And I thank you for ministering to your people tonight. And I give you glory and praise in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Once again, we thank you for listening. Uh, we will be back again with you next week on part three of Drifting. And we pray that you enjoy the rest of your night. Once again, thank you again. And bye-bye.